0: Hashem Shalom everybody. We are here from Israel after the extraordinary event we had last week. For any of you that have uh, showed up to the event, uh, if I didn't get a chance to see you, thank you for coming. I'm sure you had a great time. I mean, nearly 2,000 people, or more than 2,000 people. Some people tell me uh, that are part of the team said that over 2,000 people crossed the uh, went through the doors. It's truly an unbelievable event. A very big Kiddush Hashem, and Bo Hashem, we had the merit to uh, to be part of it. Uh, and Be'zot Hashem will have the merit to uh, to, to do more, to build more, uh, and uh, to uh, Bezod Hashem bring a lot more uh, honor to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, So we're we here in uh, Yerushalayim, and I uh, wanted to say a few divrei Torah, just something uh, to to keep the uh, the pulses uh, you know pumping, and uh, to to Bezot Hashem uh, bring a little bit of contribution to the world to make our lives uh, worth worth living. Uh, we have our parasha. We have Parashat Vayetchanan, where everybody knows. In the beginning of the uh, parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu tells us that uh, he begged the Kadosh Baruch Hu to uh, to let him in Eretz Yisrael, but the Kadosh Baruch Hu simply told him no. And he actually says that Vayitaber Adonai b'lema anchem veloshama elai v'yomer Adonai elai rav al tosef דבר elai od that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, that he became angry with him uh, for your sake. And he did not listen to me. And Hashem said to me, it's too much for you. Do not continue to speak to me further about this matter. So first and foremost, it's a, uh, we understand that um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not accept Moshe Rabenu's 515 prayers. And for there, from there we learned that sometimes, even if you pray a lot, sometimes the answer is no. Why no? A Baruch who has his reasons. Sometimes no, because it's a, uh, you don't deserve it. Sometimes it's no, because you didn't pray enough. Sometimes it's no, because it's bad for you. As we see here, is one of the prime examples, where Moshe Rabbeinu says that Hashem became angry with me. Uh, for your sake, he did not listen to me. What do you mean, for your sake, he did not listen to me? How could he, why would he not listen to you for our sake, for Amishai's sake? So Hamim explained that... Uh, Akedusha B'chu made a deal with Moshe Rabenu that uh, every um, everything that he does, in essence, is going to be as if Hashem did it, where it's it becomes permanent. The Five Books of Moses, permanent. A holy uh, Torah is permanent. Am um, Yisrael is permanent, and so on and so forth. So, one of the reason, the main reasons why Moshe Rabenu wanted to come to Eretz Yisrael is because. He wanted to fulfill mitzvot, and primarily the one of, of building the Bet HaMikdash. He wanted to build the Bet HaMikdash. He didn't want to uh, just uh, come to Eretz Yisrael to go eat uh, watermelon. So he wanted to fulfill the, uh, the the mitzvot that he cannot do by living in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, we know this from the uh, the Pasuk, where it says... Uh, um, yeah. It says, Ebravir et are to be'ever yarden haratov azeva levanon. So, Kadosh Bochu says, and uh, through Moshe Rabbenu, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Let me cross over, please, and see the good land that is on the other side of the Elden, this good mountain and the Levanon. So, Chachamim say, what is the Levanon? known is the Bet HaMikdash. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to build the Bet HaMikdash, but HaKadosh B'Chu did not want to build the Bet HaMikdash because had he built the Bet HaMikdash, then HaKadosh B'Chu would not be able to destroy it. And the problem is that HaKadosh B'Chu already knew that in the future, Am Yisrael, as is prophesized in this week's Parashat Vayetchanan, uh, Am Yisrael will sin in the future and uh, he had to destroy the Bet HaMikdash. And if it wasn't the Bet HaMikdash, it would have has- been uh, Am Yisrael itself. So we see from here, that even Moshe Rabbeinu, 515 prayers, where each one of his prayers is, uh, you know, is weighed uh, the equivalent of all of Am Yisrael put together is a uh, 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 prayer, uh, and he did 515 of them. All of that was not enough to allow him in. Why? Because ultimately, it was not for uh, Am Yisrael's interest for him to come in, because it would have eventually led to their demise. Chas v'Shalom so that's why moshe Rabenu says it's for your sake that i did not enter the land it's for your sake so now moving on uh we see that from the parasha that uh akadosh who tells us a very very important rule and a, a rule that is very relevant to our lives today in a world full of heretics and, and, and rationalists and all types of uh, people that like to distort the torah and so-called modernize it to their likings uh, as uh, there was one guy that uh, was a famous rabbi that died not too long ago who uh, said something famously that Rabbi Eliashiv uh, you know, fought against uh, harshly against him and actually uh, you know, wrote a letter against him and told him that he has to remove his books from the stores where he made certain statements in his books and also in public where Judaism does not uh, have a monopoly on the truth. And people like to believe that there is you know, a common... Uh, uh, or universal truth out there that uh, perhaps not only Judaism has. And this, actually, this week's parasha says the exact opposite, meaning that only Judaism has the truth and everything else is lies. Anything that Christianity or Islam or anything else out there that has truth has to come from Judaism. Anything in the world that is true, that is worthwhile, that's something that's significant and, and, and true, has to come from the Torah. There is no truth that exists outside of the Torah. And one of the places that we see that is from this week's parasha, where Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ta'am Yisrael. Uh, ומי גוי גדול אשר לא חוקיו ומשפטים צדיקים ככל התורה הזאת אשר אנחנו ניתנה לפניכם היום So uh, משה רבנו says and which is a great nation? He's in essence rebuking us, telling us what other nation had all this uh, extraordinary miracles happen to them, this extraordinary connection to God, and also this wisdom called Torah. What other nation has such a thing? And in essence, he's telling us in verse 8, chapter uh, um, 4, verse 8, and which is a great nation that has righteous decrees and judgments such as this entire Torah that I place before you this day? So Chachamim say... Uh, This is not just righteousness, but if you look at Onkelos, he says truth, meaning what other nation has a truth, meaning that there is no other truth other than the Torah. There is no second truth. There is no like Judaism is number one and then there's number two is uh, this uh, uh, Christianity and three is Islam or two is there is no number two. There's a single truth in the world and it's the Torah. It's Judaism. There's nothing else. And there's no versions of Judaism. There's a single version of Judaism. And that's the Torah Judaism. It's, they call it also Orthodox Judaism. That's it. There's nothing else that's true out there. So anyone out there that says that there is multiple truths out there or anything like that, that's 100% heresy. Because there is no such thing. It's actually even against the 13 principles of faith. Uh, and hence the reason why Rabbi Yashiv went against that, uh, that person. Uh, next thing that we want to learn is that there is a constant mention of idolatry Baal Peor in this week's parasha and you always have to ask yourself how is this relevant to me what did you know what what could I learn from this Baal Peor I mean what's what's that what's you know how what could I do with this so first we have to understand that the obligation of uh, Torah is not just to know that it exists, but also to learn it every single day. Every person is obligated to learn Torah. Now, a Jew is obligated to learn Torah every single day. Uh, males are obligated to learn Torah morning and night. They have to make time, specific times to learn Torah. Women just have to learn Torah in order to know what to do. Gentiles also have to learn uh, the, the applicable uh, uh, things that are relevant to them, which is mainly Musar, uh, as, as the part of the Torah um, but a, uh, the key is to know is that without learning torah a person doesn 't even know what life is now the parashat tells us that you not only have to learn the Torah but you also have to teach it where it says that it says that um, Uh, I will, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, and uh, it says that uh, when Hashem said to me, gather the people to me and I will let them hear my words so that they will learn to fear me all the, uh, the days that they live on the earth and they shall teach their children, meaning that a person needs to know that he not only has to learn to, uh, for his own sake to know what to do, but also to, uh, uh, to actually teach his children, he's responsible to teach his children. Now, each time it mentions about the the, the, the whole uh, uh, part of learning uh, Torah, uh, it's an obligation to teach it and so on. It talks about how we have an obligation to protect our souls. That uh, you should take great care for your souls. Now, interestingly enough, this... Protection of your souls is mentioned a couple of times in the parasha, and it says, "Take care, take great care of your souls, for you did not see any likeness on the day Hashem spoke to you at Cholav. Cholav is another name for Mount Sinai, from the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make yourselves a carving, a likeness of any shape, a form of a male or a female, or a form of any animal that is on earth, uh, a winged creature." The point is that. He says that we have an obligation to take care of our souls, to protect our souls, lest we end up thinking that God is as an image of a man, of a bird, or of anything, of some type of uh, uh, heavenly sphere. don't think for a moment that that's what you saw at mount sinai there was no image there was no likeness of an image god doesn't have an image doesn't have likeness of an image okay fine but what does that have to do with protecting your soul what does it have to do with a uh, you know with, with all of this simple if a person learns Torah according to akadosh buchus torah he's going to learn torah with a constant fear of, all, of the almighty a constant fear of the almighty that the almighty is not his friend the almighty is not a person the almighty is not limited the almighty doesn't need him and constantly have a clear understanding of what their role is in the world as a servant versus what a kadosh whose role is in the world as the master but if a person doesn't have a clear understanding of what fear of the Almighty is, and he listens to all types of fools that call themselves rabbis and speakers and so on, that say you shouldn't be afraid of Hashem, and it's even a bad thing to be afraid of Hashem, and all types of stupidity like that, then in a matter of seconds he has turned himself into an idol worshiper. Why? Because the moment you minimize Hashem from what He is to something that you can comprehend, something that human, something that has an image, something that has a limit, something that has a, a capacity that, that, is, that, that, that you could comp- uh, put together, if you will, something that you could even relate to in any way, that's when you've humanized God. And that's when you've turned into idolatry. So whether it's some of the Rishayim, wicked people that we've spoken against in the past, or it's new ones that are coming out of the woodworks, doesn't really make much of a difference. The keys to understand is that there is no understanding God. There's simply uh, uh, our learning of Torah is to understand our obligation in the world. And in order for us to understand our obligation in the world, we have to begin with learning Torah for the sake of fearing the Almighty now you're going to say wait but why can't i just not fear the almighty but rather just love him aren't i obligated to love him too yes you're obligated to love him but love cannot come without fear how do we know we'll give you a couple of sources to finalize the the, the point in this issue today first we have Onkelos. onkelos says misham et adonai u matzata. Ankilo says in the on the verse in uh, chapter 4 verse 39 from there you will seek hashem your god and you will find him uh, if you search after him with all of your heart and with all of your soul this is the prophecy that akadosh who tells us aft in the future time of mashiach meaning today Uh, You know, there's going to be a time when many people are going to go off, they're going to be intermarried, they're going to violate Shabbat, do all types of sins, go towards idolatry and so on. But there's going to be a spiritual awakening in the world. And people are going to start yearning for a meaning, a purpose to the world. They're going to look for a connection to God. And God says to us, Hashem tells to us, that uh, once you actually start searching for me, I promise you you'll find me. If you search for me with all of your heart and all of your soul so on this particular verse this very extraordinary verse that i've used in many of my lectures is one of the most paramount promises that you could ever have from akadosh baruchu to am israel that he says that if you truly look for him you'll find him on this verse onkelos says what does it really mean what does it really mean to seek god What does it mean? Do you look for him behind a drawer? Do you look for him on YouTube videos? Do you look for him in books? What does it mean to seek God? If you look at the commentary, if you look at the uh, the translation by Onkelos, it says, From there you will seek to return to the fear of Hashem, your God. Meaning that seeking Hashem equals seeking the fear of Hashem i.e. meaning total conclusion there is no such thing as seeking hashem if it's not seeking to fear hashem what kind of fear fear of punishment pure fear of punishment not fear of the awe and the majesty because a person that doesn't have a huge connection uh, with a Kadosh B'chu that's real, that is founded on the Torah itself, has no concept of what awe of Hashem is. The one person that we know that's a uh, Kadosh B'chu says, Now I know you fear me, as far as awe of Hashem is Avraham Avinu, where he says, Atayadati lo Now I know that you fear me. Yeah, Kadosh B'chu says to Avraham Avinu after he uh, stops him from slaughtering his own son. And that's awe of the Almighty. So fear of Hashem as far as being fear of all of the Almighty, that's not something you start with. That's the highest level of fear. The basic minimum is fear of punishment, fear of sickness, fear of losses, fear of death, fear of genom, and so on and so forth. So, Omkilos, the basic, most paramount uh, uh, translation of the, of the five books of Moses, says what is seeking Hashem? Seeking Hashem means you're seeking to fear Hashem. That, because that is a true connection to Hashem everything else is not now you're going to say yeah but my local uh Chabad guru told me otherwise little uh, uh little um uh, santa claus over there just had a video that says that you shouldn't have uh a, a fear of the almighty it's not good for you it's not this it's not that let me tell you something about time i'll have a hideous for you guys it's worth a million dollars why because this chidush is going to show you how not only is this Santa Claus Manus Friedman not Chabad but most Chabadniks today that uh, that say the same thing he does are also not Chabad why because Chabad is founded off of the teachings of the Baal Atanya more than anything else even more than the Lubavitcher Rebbe the Baal Tanya is the foundation of Chabad and the Tanya says in section 1 uh, uh, in uh, 41 and it says the Tanya says the following a Jew must always remember to keep in mind the main part of his servitude of hashem which is to fear and love hashem based on the the verse in Taylim that uh, uh, David david says "Sur tov, run from evil and do good but know that you cannot entice one to do mitzvot purely from loving hashem as it's not enough and must wake uh, uh, enough to wake up the fear that is inside each Jew's heart of becoming an enemy of Hashem. By, uh, by betraying him. So here already the, uh, uh, the, the Tanya says it's not possible to get somebody to keep toga and mitzvot. To get somebody to do tshuva. To get somebody to as a true uh, 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 baal tshuva. A true servant of Hashem. Simply by telling them love Hashem. Why? Because love of Hashem is not going to entice a person to do mitzvot mitzvah here and there yes but mitzvah to make that his life not enough why because the inner fear of being an enemy of god that's the number one motivator in every jewish heart because he does not want to betray hashem and he must think that hashem is the master of the world and you are his servant and there are actually 12 verses that chabad announces technically every at each event and i think maybe even every day Uh, at some uh, of the batikness and the first one of these verses is hashem is upon you and he fills the world and is watching you and is testing the heart and the kidneys and you're serving him that you're serving him appropriately in so many words the first thing that a Jew is supposed to hear if he's part of Chabad is to say to himself that he knows that Hashem is monitoring him monitoring everything he does watching every single thing he does evaluating even his kidneys and his heart and his feelings and his thought to make sure that he's serving him the right way what does it mean serving him the right way serving him where he has to have fear when he's that's what Tanya is writing that he has to have fear when he's serving Hashem because he's next to, next to the master of the world. Not just believes in the master of the world, but he's next to the master of the world at all times. He's next to the master of the world, and this is something that he must delve into at all times. As a side note, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, instituted this particular thing that I'm saying to you as one of the things that every boy needs, every boy in Chabad has to, has to remember. And Atanya finalizes and says the following... And if he still doesn't fear hashem still does not fear him he goes to mcnesset he puts on tefillin he does whatever he does but he still doesn't fear hashem so long as he continues to serve him he's at least on the right path to get there but if he's only serving hashem out of love then he's not doing well at all because a servant is serving a master out of fear so in so many words what the Balatanya is saying is exactly what we've been saying for many many years that if a person is trying to serve hashem the right way fear hashem fear the almighty learn about yirat Shamayim. chapter 6 verse 13 in this week's Parashah talks about fear of hashem incidentally it's also the verse that is 613 mitzvot Uh, There is plenty of times in the week's parasha talks about fear of Hashem. The whole Torah talks about fear of Hashem literally a hundred times more than it talks about uh, loving Hashem because the foundation of connection to Hashem is fear of the Almighty, fear of genom, fear of punishment. And you build on it to do other things also. But fear is always present if you have a true connection to Hashem. And the Baalataniya says that if a person is trying to get there but still not there, as long as he's trying, he's still... On the right path, eventually he's going to get there. But if he thinks, if he's deluding himself that fear is bad, like this man uh, 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 Santa Claus thinks, or some of the other uh, people say, that fear is not good, gainom is not good, scaring people is not good, all types of mumbo jumbo that their philosopher heads are creating, the Balatanya, the head of Chabad, one of the greatest Hasidim in history, says someone that thinks they could purely just love Hashem is not doing anything at all not serving Hashem, serving something else, why? Because there is no such thing as a servant that's not afraid of his master, no such thing. And this is pure logic. You can even call it rational. And Be'ezrat Hashem, it's emet. Yei that each and every single one of the people that ever listened to that mumbo jumbo that's distorting the true Torah of Am Yisrael will listen to these holy words. And do tshuva, get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and serve him as HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us to serve Him. And Bezot Hashem, we will all have a Shabbat Shalom. Kol